well we've we've seen that in the in the case of the companies uh, we've seen people uh, we've seen techno stress the the conditions which cause techno stress they're associated with lower job satisfaction uh, lower c- commitment to the organization lower innovation on the task using the technology even when there is no technology involved it causes lower sort of uh, performance in your other parts of the job even those are not those which are not technology mediated welcome to digital mindfulness and i'm your host Lawrence Sampofo i'm delighted to present professor monideepa tarafta Monideepa is Professor of Management Science at the University of Lancaster, and she's also a research associate at the MIT Sloan School of Management. She focuses on the ways that information technologies and systems impact both individuals and organizations. She focuses particularly on the maladaptive uses of IT and their impacts on individuals and organizations and calls this process technostress. You should listen to this if you want to learn more about the cutting edge ideas and insights behind information overload. And But first of all, welcome to Digital Mindfulness, where we bring together the best teachers and thought leaders to teach you how to be your best self in the age of digital distraction and information overload, both at work and in your personal life. If you're new to our show, then the best place to find out more about us is to visit digitalmindfulness.net forward slash start which is a collection of some required listening podcasts where we discuss everything from becoming more focused in a distracted world to habit building overcoming digital distraction cyberbullying, internet addiction online influence and much more anyway on with the show with monadipa tarafta So Moni Deeper, welcome to Digital Mindfulness and thank you so much for being with us here today. I'm really excited to have you share with us these insights and learning a bit more about what techno stress is about. So welcome. Uh, thank you, Lawrence, for inviting me on your talk. So now I'm wondering if you can give the audience a greater sense of yourself and also your motivations to be working on, as you put it, the dark side of technology and also about this book, Techno Stress. Well, technology itself is neither dark nor black, or gr- it's it's probably dark and white and all shades in between, simply because the the effects of technology use emerge from an entanglement of the technology's features and our values and our preferences in using them. So there is a dark side to technology, but only in the way that we use it. About 10 years ago, we started seeing some phenomena which were pretty new at that time, in that we saw people using work email during holidays and getting stressed about it and angry about it, not being able to do anything. People were starting to get connected 24-7, which is pervasive today, but it wasn't so at that time. And when we started investigating uh, these sorts of things that we saw with colleagues and friends and family members really around us, We realized that there was a lot of talk of stress from technology. There was not much research on it. There was not much academic research on it, which people could draw from and and apply to companies. 
So stress had been around for a long time. So stress had been studied. The topic of stress has been studied since the 50s and 60s, really. So this was something new. People didn't know that technology could cause them stress in a way that other things could cause them stress. So we did some studies. We had a great group, group of colleagues, and we conducted a couple of studies uh, in a few organizations. And we uh, saw in those studies that just as your other stuff in the company like your role, like your job, these things can cause you stress in a very similar way. The, the way you use technology and the features of technology that you, you know, find useful, these very features can cause you to be stressed out. And we call it techno stress. And we those early publications were about the creators of techno stress, some of the mitigation mechanisms and things like that. Since then, of course, uh, the phenomenon has become much more pervasive. People have started talking about it much more. There's been much more interest. And now I think we are on the, you know, we are on the on the rising cycle of this phenomenon where there's much greater awareness now. A lot of people want to know about this and how you can tackle it. When you, I mean, this is really interesting, this whole idea of, of techno stress. And, and you said that there are certain, um, I guess, characteristics that, people say you know gosh this is the technology that's um, really impacting me but I'm really interested to know like what are the characteristics of techno stress what are these different facets that cause us to feel more stressed in the workplace so there are a number of so, so technology has these characteristics right it's it's reliable it's present all the time it's portable nowadays it's easy to use so these some of these characteristics uh, when we get them at our fingertips, uh, we um, we can feel a number of things. For instance, we feel that we are overloaded with technology. We feel we have to do a lot more work. Even though you think that, for instance, even though you think that your phone is very easy to use, you know that you have to do a lot of work simply to keep up with the phone. Keep it clean, make sure the memory is there, make sure all the updates are okay. So, you feel techno overloaded. And this is, we studied techno stress in the workplace mainly. So in the workplace, we realized it was not just the phone, even the applications we use. Uh, because we have to use them, we have to do a lot of stuff uh, just to keep up with them. You know, upgrades, new features, things like that. Then there's also this aspect of complexity. Now, the more technology gets easier to use, we think that, well, it's not going to take time, but it does. So even a simple thing like if you if you're used to if you have an internal company portal let's say and you're used to navigating your way around it and suddenly one morning you get up and you find that something has changed you know the links that you're used to they're in a different page or they're in a different place and the email that was sent to you was buried in you know some friday communication from your company which you didn't even bother to see it simply because it was not in your face right and so you suddenly say, oh, this is complex. I have to spend half an hour or one hour just figuring out where all my stuff is, right? Even when we are, uh, you know, stepping away from the workplace, even if you look at something like Facebook, they have so many privacy features, so many little, little things which we don't understand. And sometimes we don't use them in the proper way. For instance, we don't have some of the privacy features turned on. And suddenly something happens and then you go back and say, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't know about this. And they, they keep changing. So there are, you know, all sorts of things which make technology complex, even though on the face of it, it seems easy, right? Then there are these invasive effects. You're connected 24-7. If you don't have a good sense of how to deal with that, your life can get overwhelming. 
and we've seen people and a lot of us do this you know we check email at three o'clock in the morning uh we don't know how to manage the thing email becomes a source of stress there's lots of studies which say email is a source and a symbol of stress then you can also have something like um we call it uh, techno, uh, we call it, there's techno overload, there's techno uh, invasion, there's techno complexity, and then there is uncertainty. We call it techno uncertainty, and that means that you don't know where the next change is going to come from. Every few months, there's a new technology, organizations adopt it, and all of a sudden, things change, right? That is very stressful. So these are some of the aspects of techno stress, and they pretty much tell you that Yes, uh, you know, all these features are great, but the very features which are useful, those very features can be instrumental in the individual feeling stressed out. So <clears throat> I'm really curious. So if once a person reports that they say that they feel that they feel this techno stress, that they're really aware of it, what are some of the effects of techno stress, both for the business and for people well we've we've seen that in the in the case of the companies uh we've seen people uh, we've seen techno stress the the conditions which cause techno stress they're associated with lower job satisfaction uh, lower commitment to the organization lower innovation on the task using the technology even when there's no technology involved it causes lower sort of uh, performance in your other parts of the job even those are not those which are not technology mediated uh, we've seen it leads to sort of um, lack of use sometimes you just give up using the technology with, at the workplace and sometimes of course you don't have a choice you have to keep using it so all of these other effects happen and over time if your performance goes down or if your satisfaction goes down that is is going to cause problems for the company as well. There'll be outcomes at the level of the company. And uh, yeah, that's what it is, which is why it's so important to study it and make sure that you understand what's going on. It's really interesting, isn't it? This whole discussion you and I are having now of techno stress, because it wasn't very long ago that all of the media, the technology media was talking about this word digital disruption and that companies and people had to be disruptive you know and and it's interesting now that you say that it's this very this kind of headlong rush to adopt technology and to be disruptive maybe this is a source of techno stress yes and this disruption is not new we've been disrupting uh, <laughs> we've been disrupting for the last 30 years i would say uh, those of us who studied technology and its uptake in companies we know that every two years there's something every year there's something and it just seems like we are living in a world where disruption is happening, but disruption has been happening for a long time. What is new, what is perhaps a little different about this is it's happening at scale. And the connectivity that has become so characteristic of the you know current workplaces, that connectivity can quickly scale up any disruption. So if one company does it, the, the, the fact that we all get to know about it very quickly, information travels fast, it's, a lot of stuff is available in the open uh, domain these days, uh, it kind of scales it. So the disruption is happening at scale and at, at great speed because information transfer is fast, is fast, disruption happens faster because you get, you get to know what people are doing, your competitors are doing. 
and because of connectivity you can just scale it up right so yes uh, i don't think that's it, this is going to stop because you know we are going to have new technologies all the time and rather than or instead of or in addition to saying we are switching off which is often not an option you have to do something alternate you you were mentioning at the beginning of the talk about the ways that tech, um, techno stress that we feel often that we have to do more work and i'm wondering mm. this is um <clears throat> something that employees feel or workers feel but does that um pressure also come from the top down do you think bosses also feel that my god they've got we've got we've spent all of this money on technology we have mm-hmm. to be working harder yes technology is expensive it's painful it's difficult right even if it's easy even if it looks easy or seems easy technology implementations are never easy they you have to go through a lot of resources and time to get things working and naturally you want to look at the roi and you want to say what did i get out of this technology companies spend anything between 3 to 20% of their um revenues on technology depending on what sector you're in and yes you want to use it you don't want to implement something which is not going to be used it's useless right so given all of this goes back to my earlier point stepping off is not often an option and you have to be competitive in the marketplace because you're getting so much benefit out of these technologies you don't want to say i'm going to be the one with the head in my sand with my head in the sand and not look at what people are doing so that's not an option if you if you to remain competitive or even if you're not in a competitive space if you're to serve your customers better even if let's say you're a government agency and you don't have competition but you want to provide good services so technology has to be used but then that's where you have to be careful to look at the other side and say there's this side and there's the other side there's a bright side and there's a dark side and there's all shades in between in our company what do you do about it how do we go about understanding this and addressing this and managing this ah uh, so would you say that um that there's almost like a unique um way to deal with this techno stress in every single company it well there are some general principles but of course those general principles have to be contextualized to the organization so if someone were to say um you know i'm going to provide this training well what kind of training will depend on what kind of employees you have you know we can give a general prescription saying yeah if you make your employees trained if you train your employees on this this is and this then yes but then it that depends on who my employees are uh, for instance let's say a company has two different divisions one division may be very tech savvy the other division may be less tech savvy so there has to be tailor made mechanisms for each division for each company but yeah there are some general principles which could apply and uh, then you sort of particularize those to the setting one of those general principles that we were talking about in the pre-interview was this whole idea of digital detoxing and i know that there are some very very big companies that insist on for example shutting off email after a certain time for employees and i'm wondering what's what do you think of approaches like that those are the first sort of obvious approaches that come to mind if people are overusing email email stress has been written about a lot so an email is something which we all use and it's not going away and it's been there for a long time so email has been the focus of a lot of managerial efforts to contain techno stress in the company right so this is sort of when you say i'm going to 
shut off the servers after six o'clock. That's a very obvious and a first cut uh, thing that you can do. And yes, you're right. Some companies do that. They say, well, you you shouldn't, even if they don't do it, even if they don't do it formally, you know, there are informal sort of cultural mechanisms uh, which which direct you to not use email after a certain time right you know your your coworkers will come and i've i've had i've had people coming and saying there's no policy in the company but my coworkers don't like it if i send them email at night so whether formally or informally that's a that's a first cut and very obvious solution not solution but a very obvious tool and a mechanism uh, but it's like going the other way so you're going from one extreme to the other and what you really need to know do is to and it, when you do that you're not leveraging the the, the asynchronicity and the convenience of email. You're just saying, I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, and that, over time, it does not work. It does not work for everybody in the company. Mm-hmm. It's, <clears throat> it is really interesting because, I mean, as I'm sure you know, the Ofcom, UK Ofcom report came out recently and it said that there were many, I think is it one in three Britons has tried this digital detox and it's kind of an... Um, it's a solution that's on vogue at the minute, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's in the news. People are talking about it. I've talked about it in other forums. But as I said, it's it's just one thing. And over time, I don't think it's sustainable. So to flip it over then, which um, organizations or which organizations have you seen that are actually taking really interesting or innovative approaches to techno stress? Well, there's a lot of, but you see, there's lack of research in this. I mean, innovative approaches, we, right now we're at the stage is where people are learning about it. They have learned about it or it's been, it's been out there for some time and companies are realizing that it exists. It is uh, something that affects their employees and hence it affects them. In terms of approaches, uh, you know, some of these uh, one-shot solutions or one-size-fits-all, shut off email or, uh, you know, have email-free afternoons. Companies are doing some things like that. Some of them are innovative. And for and come to think of it, even saying that I'm going to have a digital detox, let's say digital detox afternoon, one afternoon, one Friday afternoon, that's pretty innovative because you have not ever thought about it before, right? So, yeah, they're taking small steps and those are good steps to take because it increases your awareness and it makes you ready for, you know, more sort of involved and more, uh, you know, more sensible uh, approaches as well, more higher level approaches. Now, that is where we have research which is lacking. So, you know, we are not seeing too much at that level. But yes, we are seeing companies understanding this, being becoming aware of this, and at least saying we'll have Friday, you know, Friday afternoon, email-free Friday afternoons. Even something like that is quite innovative because you, you know, think about it. You're stopping email for an afternoon, and then, but what we don't realize is, okay, what happens when you go back at five o'clock? Right? How much email are you going to have in your inbox, and what are you going to do about it? Which in itself is stressful. <laughs> Which in itself is stressful, right? So you're and it, it may just be that, you know, that is so stressful that even when you're detoxing, you're like thinking about, okay, when I get back to my table or to my phone or whatever it is, how much email am I going to see, right? So there's a lot of research to be done in this area. We, do, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet is what, is what my, my feeling is. Do you think that technology has a role to play in reducing techno stress? So these different technologies like internet blockers or even 
in a specific program blockers like email blockers yeah 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 technology has a role to play i mean i mean microsoft outlook has this thing where you can switch off notifications right you can say i don't want to be notified or it can you can say i'm going to set out to send my emails at eight o'clock in the morning instead of you know whenever i'm looking at them at night so there are uh technology features can help you at, at least be mindful of what you're doing and uh, even if it cannot take away the stress, it can at least nudge you towards different things which you can do. So I've got my penultimate question, which is in this age of constant connectivity, what do you think are the most important human qualities and how do we cultivate them? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, human beings, see, the reason is the reason why we, we so embrace these technologies is we are social people. We want to connect. We want to connect to others. We want to connect to the world. And there's been so many people, so many philosophers who've said people are not islands. And which is true, right? So the idea is not to not connect, but idea is to connect to things which you find interesting and meaningful, which will make you, you know, more productive, more innovative, whatever it is in the workplace. And as I said, there's not much research there. Uh, You know, you can study. I don't know what how people before all of this we did connect we did connect in various ways and we connected slowly we connected with fewer people uh i don't think i don't know if it's the answer to say well we don't want to connect with everybody well when you connect with more people like you and i we connected electronically i've never seen you you've never seen me and if we hadn't these technologies we wouldn't be talking about this so there are you know definitely upshots to being able to connect right but as I said, uh, we don't want to swing from one one end of the pendulum to the other. That would not be sensible, right? And so there is no, re- I mean, this would be a good, you know, place to look at, you know, what companies are doing. And if you know of any companies which are doing innovative stuff, I would be very happy to talk to them. <laughs> so I'm really interested to know that now that you've written Techno Stress, what is the future what are you going to be working on next now in regards to technology and work-life balance that's a great question uh yes we are now aware of the dark side now we need to do need to know what to do about it right and uh so my next projects are about uh understanding uh how to handle this dark side what can employees do that works for them and what do they do that doesn't work for them in the workplace when they're dealing with these stressful e- effects of technology and the effects of technology on well-being so i have a leverhulme funded fellowship for the next year where i'm going to be investigating these questions and any organization any company that is uh, interested in answering or interested in investigating this as a setting and would like to participate in this research, uh, I would be very happy to talk to them. Uh, Please feel free to contact me or please definitely contact me uh, on my, uh, you know, you can go to my website and look at my ID, email ID and just send me a note and I'll be happy to work with you and uh, so that we can all understand how individuals and employees and managers and leaders can tackle these effects of technology, both good ways and bad ways. That's great. So where can people find out more about you and your work and connect with you? Well, I've got Lancaster University's homepage. Uh, My homepage is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Lancaster University in the UK. So if you go to www.lancaster.ac.uk and you look for the management school, 
and there I'm a I'm a professor in the Department of Management Science in the management school and in that department you'll see everybody's web pages and mine will be there you can find you know it has details about my research what I'm currently doing and it also has my email so those are ways to 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 connect to me fantastic Molly Deepa it's been a absolute pleasure to speak to you and have you on the show and talking about this whole idea of techno stress and the dark side of technology but thank you for spending time with us today yep thank you my pleasure